Podcast Studios. This is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Where do we fucking start? I don't even know. Where do we start? Times we took a oh, hi everybody. Welcome to 2021. We took a bit of a break from the podcast because we had to take some vacation days, and well, it only made sense to just take one little mini hiatus. And we're into a new season of the podcast. But it always happens that way. I feel like Scott. Whenever we take a week off, and it doesn't matter what time of year it is, whenever we are away stuff happens like shit goes down and that is like the least i can possibly say about what happened over the last couple of weeks uh, both here in in canada in ontario and also across the border uh, over there in the states yeah i uh i was sitting on the sidelines and there was it was one point i think it was when um who's that fucking idiot rod phillips and i don't say that lightly rod phillips was a great finance minister you don't have to like what he did but you have to respect the fact that he was a very good finance minister and mayors of all political stripes liberals conservatives new democrats all agree rod phillips did great things for cities in ontario because he understood the needs of municipalities But he's a fucking idiot because he went on vacation. And I think that was the point where I thought, maybe I'll just text Kat and see if, you know, like maybe we can just hook up like a Zoom version of After 9. But I decided to leave well enough alone and just go on with our vacation and we'll deal with it all when we get back. Mm -hmm. So here we are. It is the premiere of season four of After 9. And before we get into the shit, how was your holiday? Did you enjoy it? Did you stay home? Did you do all the things? I did. And you know what I had? I mean, I had a great holiday. All things said and i know i know forever everybody's situation is different but i don't know i'm in a phase of my life where i had I, fabulous christmas no complaints it was just me celebrating with my little family um i still got to see my mom she's a care provider for my kids so i got to see my parents which was amazing and i got to yeah just have a really lovely christmas and new year's eve was really chill which i'm okay with the last couple of years i've preferred a little chill uh, New Year's Eve. I mean, I had a bit of a party last year, but couldn't do that this year. And I honestly, I was okay with it. Like, I'm cool with everything. I'm good. I, but it was very, very lovely. What about you? Okay, so I told everybody before the break that I was going to break the rules. I was going to go and get a COVID test before the holidays. Everybody agreed that on around like the Monday or Tuesday before Christmas, we would get COVID tests and then lock ourselves down. And then come Christmas, we would all know we're safe. It's good to get together. Everybody backed out. Christmas turned out by default exactly the way the government wanted it to be. I just celebrated with my immediate family. And I did that on New Year's, too, because uh, there was nobody that wanted to get together. And it wasn't because of COVID. It was because everyone was afraid of getting a major ticket from bylaw. Nobody wanted to park on the street or or risk somebody calling the cops. So I did exactly what I was supposed to do. That's not what I intended to do. I intended to break the rules. And I was very uh, public about that. Now, I was going to do it as safely as possible. It just didn't work out that way. So, yeah, I mean, I technically I'm in compliance by default, but it was good. It was a little weird this year for New Year's because let's be honest, doing what we do. We've done a lot of club gigs and and appearances over the years on New Year's Eve. That's a big moneymaker if you do what we do, because people will pay a lot of money to have someone like Kat at their New Year's Eve event. Well, none of those events are happening anymore. So, I mean, I think I just sort of sat at home and wallowed in how much money I'm losing. I did have a great discussion with somebody over the holidays about COVID benefits, though. And one of the things that they pointed out, and they're quite right, is 
you know, we've got the the EI or slash CERB, whatever it is now, for people to stay home if they lose their job or can't work. And there's the benefit if you've got to take care of someone, a benefit if you're self-isolating. They'll re- subsidize your rent and your hydro if you've got a small business that's locked down. There's no benefit, though, for people who have lost some income, but not all of it. A lot of people have a side hustle. They're making money on the side doing this or doing that. And and there's nothing compensating them for the money they've lost, even though that's a major part of their annual overall income. It's very, very frustrating all the people that, I don't know, they make money on the side cutting lawns or shoveling driveways that can't do it because of lockdown. Nobody's compensating them, and they're quite right. So if you're a small business owner, we're now into week three of the lockdown. How are you doing? (laughs) How are you making out? (laughs) It's shit, isn't it? It is absolute trash. And if you own a small business and and I'm going to break my own rule here because I was getting real sick over the holidays of listening to people piss and moan about Walmart and Costco being open. Like, honestly, people, you got to move on. You have to move on. Is it right? Eh, Debatable. It really is debatable whether or not Walmart and Costco should be open. Is it practical for them to to just sell the essentials or to just open up the store while people are there anyway? I mean, we can have that debate, but we've got to move on from Walmart and Costco because it seems like I've heard more about Walmart and Costco in the last three weeks than I have at any other time. I don't know, man. I'll go back to what I always say. The power is in your own pocket. You know, go if you don't want to shop there, don't. If you want to purposely shop local and find someone who is available and open for curbside business because you would like to have that, I don't know, watch that you could have bought at Walmart at a small retailer, great, do it, fine. But I mean, I mean, I don't know, I'm with you. I'm really sick of the bitching and moaning generally though, Scott. I really am. I don't, I don't care and people will get mad at me even on a radio show. You know, we talked about it a bit this morning about the curfew, which we will get into in just a little bit, guys. We will talk more about that because I know people are waiting for us to to talk about it. But one of the things I said was for me personally, like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's not going to affect me in any different way. I'm not going out and partying at night. I'm doing everything essential when I'm out at those hours because I will be out at those hours. I work a morning radio show, so I will be driving around. I'll have papers, I'm sure, that will that I can provide if I do get pulled over. And otherwise... I don't really fucking care. Nothing really changes for me. Well, how dare you, Kat? People are infringing on our rights and freedoms and you're just going to stand by and do nothing? Okay, well, you know what? Like, fuck off with that shit. What are you doing? What are you do- Like, what do you mean? What is your, what is your purpose? What, what, what are you angry about with that? What were your plans? What, why does that affect you? Is what I am just curious about. I would love to talk to those individuals who feel that way. Because what are you doing that you're mad about compared to what we're in right now? I personally don't even think it makes that much of a difference. Like, and I'm saying that against what the government is doing. Like, I don't even think that that will make a difference. The people who want to rebel in a lockdown will rebel with a curfew. I don't think it's going to, the the percentage is very small of those people who will say, because of the money. It's probably going to be the money. That's it. Maybe. Yeah. Six grand. That's a lot of fucking money. But anyway, I just don't see... A purpose for it in, in the big picture or why people are pissing and moaning about it because I really don't think it makes a big difference between the two like if you're mad about that then you're mad about the whole thing but find different ways than social media to get pissy about it yeah you know it's funny because people are already getting ramped up about the lockdown saying well it's against our rights uh, maybe it is maybe it isn't but I mean public health is going to trump that every single time every single time if there's an imminent emergency It's going to happen that way. I I think really at this point, we've got to stop doing what we're doing here in this constant fucking war on social media because 
like it or not, that's what led to Wednesday. That's what led to last Wednesday in America. Media, social media, traditional media, broadcast media, that's what did it. And we're going to come back to that in a sec. I just want to follow up on what you were saying, and you're absolutely right. You know, rather than this constant bitching and moaning about Walmart and Costco, don't shop there. Don't fucking go. I can't tell you how many people I saw tweet and post on Facebook. I was at Walmart on the weekend and there was way too many people in there. Why the fuck were you there? Well, if you have that. an honest yeah. to God problem with Walmart, don't <laughs> look, fucking go. Look at the beginning of that sentiment too. I was at, well, no, I just saw it from the outside. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, we all have shit we gotta get. Like, I, I'm really at no point in my life to apologize for it. I have two little kids. I've got shit I gotta buy. I've gotta buy shit constantly. If Walmart's the good place that that's open for me that I can go to, where I can go and shop all in one spot for all the shit that I need, which it is, I'm going to fucking Walmart. I'm not going mm-hmm. to 15 fucking curbside pickups with two little kids and, and a full-time job and a side hustle and everything else I have going on in my life. And I won't apologize for it. So you're barking up the wrong fucking tree here. Do what you want to do. You do you. I don't fucking care. And I'm also doing that, by the way. I am supporting local. I was at Belmont Village in Kitchener. I went to a couple of local spots that had curbside. I bought a couple things. Fine. Great. And I will continue to do that. But when I need to get shit done... And Walmart seems like the best spot for me to not spread myself everywhere, all over the place. (laughs) Sorry, that's a dirty way to put it. Then I'm going to go to one spot. That makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I mean, all these stories seem to start with, I was at Costco on the weekend and it was lined up to the grocery section. Okay, then leave. If you don't want to be there, don't go. There are so many different places you can shop. It's meant to be essentials only and if you're going out shopping for your essentials but you see other people buying non-essentials say you know what i don't condone that so you know what costco you don't get my money anymore i'm not going to shop here i'm not renewing my membership walmart you're letting i don't know a thousand people in your store i don't think that's safe so you know what i'm not going to walmart anymore but you need to make a choice and fucking complaining about it on facebook after you were part of the problem a few minutes ago is not the solution You either have a problem with it or you don't. And if you don't have a problem with it, go ahead, shop. If there's a store open and you want to go there, go. If you do have a problem with it, don't go. You don't need to do your groceries at Walmart. You can go to Loblaws. You can go to Zayers. You can go to Metro. You can go to Longos. You can go to wherever you want. Like, honestly, enough with the constant fucking complaining. It's crazy, cat. Like, just crazy about Costco and Walmart. But anyway, uh, let's go on to a couple other things. I did get a dog. I told people in advance that I was going to get one. He was born back in November, and I brought him home on New Year's Day. He's amazing, too. And do you, you go ahead and, and say what his name is. His name is Charlie. So I got over 500 different suggestions. 500 people took the time to suggest a name. And a lot of people suggested Oreo and things like that. Uh, Some very traditional, some non-traditional, some foreign languages, some English. Uh, I ended up going with Charlie. I like Charlie the best and it suits him and he's really grown into it. He knows his name so well. I'll be honest with you. I forgot how much I hate the puppy phase, but it's cute as well as annoying at the same time. I'll be slippers shopping later on today because he's already discovered he can chew through those. Oh, no. See, Leo was never a chewer. When I think back to when I first got my puppy, he did. You know what he did? Actually, he never chewed. I shouldn't say that. He never chewed on shoes. 
He left, you know, garments alone for the most part. But he did have this obsession with the wall, with a corner of, of, of the house where he would nibble. We had to get new drywall after he got out of that puppy phase. We had to drywall and patch the wall up because for some fucking reason, he just wanted to eat the wall. It was weird. Puppies are fucking weird with shit like that. Really weird. So, eh. A couple of slippers that ain't so bad. Just make sure you don't put out your good expensive ones for the next little while. Is he pissing all over the house or how is the potty training going? You know what, Kat? I can't complain. He's done so well. He figured out on day one that if he just goes over to that big giant sliding window over there, I'll let him outside and he can go and he's got this big giant backyard to... Yeah. Pee and poop all over. Well, it's great. Can I just say the key there too is if you choose to get your dog from a breeder, and I'm not here, by the way, to say one way or the other whether it's good or not. So please don't expect that from from me or from us right now. But if you choose to get your dog from a breeder, I find that that's the key. Your your dog was in good hands before you picked up your dog. That's what that mm-hmm. means to me. The potty training because you have the people who breed the dogs, and usually they're not really eh, they're not really the most respected type of breeders, if you will, or they're not. Um, what is it when you're with the kennel? Like uh, a puppy mill? Yeah. Well, yeah, a puppy mill, sure. But you, ha- but if you're not a proper certified uh, breeder, sometimes that happens because they don't give a shit. That's basically the difference between someone giving a shit about the actual dogs and someone in it for the money, to me, is that when you pick up that dog, it's in not a great state. It really doesn't even know about pissing outside because this person's let them all just piss inside their massive crate that they share amongst all the siblings, and they probably just have newspapers down the entire time and didn't try to train them or do anything with them. So that tells me that that's really good, that, that the beginning of... That puppy's life got you off to a good start as a new puppy daddy. Yeah, I am a new puppy daddy. My girlfriend and I are co-raising this dog together, and it's been a really good so, arrangement for us. Okay, so how does that work? Like, we, we, we hope for the best, you know, between you and your girlfriend, of course. But, like, how, do you have that conversation of, like, we know you live separately. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So the dog goes back and forth. I think that's awesome. That's great. Fabulous. Yeah. But like, did you have that conversation of like, if shit hits the fan with us, who do, who gets the dog? Right. Uh, no, we haven't had that you conversation. You haven't had the conversation. Okay. No. Interesting. But I do think that having the dog and having a joint responsibility has brought us together on a different level. It's given us something else to think about except for each other. And that's kind of a good thing for us anyway. It might not work in every scenario. But no, we're not thinking worst case scenario. Right now, we're just focused on the dog and making sure the dog is happy. And it's actually made us happier too. So welcome little Charlie. From time to time, you may hear a little bark or a little panting in the background of the podcast. It's not me doing some kinky shit. It's the dog when he's here at my place. He loves the studio, by the way. My home studio, he just loves to look around and wander, and there's monitors everywhere and shiny things, and he thinks it's just fucking great. Are you Are you the type, by the way, are you like a free-for-all kind of dog owner where you're like, he's, he's welcome in every single room of the house, he's welcome up on my bed, he's welcome on the sofa, he's welcome underneath wherever, the, like the chairs, you really truly don't care? Or are That you- dog has just as many privileges in this house as my kids do. And that's the way I look at him is he's one of the family. And wait, last question. I didn't ask you this yet. How are the cats reacting to the dog? Well, they are not happy. Right. At all. Right. Uh, One of them I haven't really seen for the last couple of days. I know he's still around because the litter box is full. But he, um, yeah, he's been in hiding since the dog arrived. He only comes out a day or two after the dog leaves. (laughs) Poor little guy. So the cat basically never comes out. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's get into some of the shit that happened while we were off. Let's go in reverse chronological order here. (laughs) 
Um, no, it would be regular chronological. We'll go from oldest to newest. Rod Phillips. He's not the only one. But there were many, many, many people that traveled over the holidays. And Rod is sort of the poster boy for what happened there with people traveling over the holidays. And I have really mixed emotions about this. I'm disappointed that we lost Rod Phillips as a finance minister because generally speaking, he is a good finance minister. Was a good finance minister. Now he's out. It was stupid to travel over the holidays. I get that it's legal to do it, and it's a real mixed message that's being sent here from our federal government. Were you angry when you found out that Rod had gone away? Did you write it off? Did you dismiss it? How did it go? I my Okay, my first reaction is not anger. It was never one of them. My first reaction was, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Yep. Why? It, I, have two, I, I actually have two main thoughts about it. My mm-hmm. first is... What an idiot. Why would you do that when you're in the position that you are in? Like, did you not realize, A, people will find out, and B, you will get in trouble for it or reprimanded or people will call for you to step down if you did that? And also, my other thought is, well, but he didn't do anything illegal, Scott. He didn't. It is perfectly legal to get on an airplane at Pearson, fly to St. Bart's, enjoy a two-week vacation, maybe three weeks, however long it was, and then come back to Canada. The only place that Rod could have screwed this up is if he had come back and not self-isolated. But he promised he would. Turns out he went away in the summertime, too. I believe he went to Europe for something. And and I'm not just talking about Rod Phillips here. I'm talking about all of these officials that got caught. There were CEOs of hospitals. There were public health officials. There were politicians. There were business leaders. So many people went away over the holidays. And the reason I can't really get mad about this is because it's legal. And let me just point out an important distinction here. A lot of people are hung up on the fact that, oh, well, he didn't practice what he preached. He didn't. He told everybody, stay home. Stop the spread. Stay home. Don't uh, don't get together. You're supposed to be home unless it's for essential reasons. Mm -hmm. Number one, it's illegal. Number two, being a provincial politician. Is his job. There are way too many people here that are forgetting the difference between your work life In your personal life, Rod Phillips, the finance minister, did not go to St. Bart's. There was no heads up to the St. Bart's government that they've got a high ranking Canadian government official that's going to be staying in one of their resorts. That didn't happen. He didn't go as the finance minister. Rod Phillips went to St. Bart's as a regular individual citizen. You know, let me give you an example here. And it's not apples to apples, but just so you can kind of understand what I mean. Bell Mobility. Or sorry, Bell. You phone Bell. Hey, uh, I want to cancel my cable. You know, those employees at Bell are going to do everything they can to convince you cable's the greatest. And yeah, you should be spending 150 bucks a month to watch television. Do you know how many Bell employees are using Android boxes and IPTV that don't pay for cable? A fucking ton of them. It's their job to try and convince you. To use cable, a lot of them themselves aren't even using cable, but they have a work life and they've got a personal life. And if in their personal life, they as a Bell employee don't want to pay a cable bill, that's none of my fucking business. Rod Phillips, as the finance minister, went away as an individual, not as the finance minister. Yeah. See, but there's always an asterisk with politics. I got to say, there's always... But why, though? Because they're leading and we pay their, their... 
their salary, and I know that could be said for a lot of different a lot of different jobs out there. We pay their salary through the government. I get it, but it's 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 a little bit different. There's an asterisk when it's especially when it's a political figurehead who's shown up and time and time again has been stressing all of the to dos. But then, I understand. I understand the anger. I'm personally not angry. I think it was a stu- I just think it was dumb. Like what a I think idiot. it was dumb too for someone yeah. who I'm sure is highly educated. That's a pretty stupid thing to do. Yeah. I mean, he must have anticipated. And, and you know, it's funny because there's so many people that just don't like Doug Ford. And that's fine. I understand. You don't like Doug. Just because you don't like Doug doesn't mean he's lying about that. I do happen to like Doug a lot. I think he's done under the circumstances about as best as anybody could have expected. Certainly no worse than any other premier in Canada. There's none of them that are knocking it out of the park here. And Doug's doing what he can. But for people to keep going on and on, Doug knew. Doug knew. Why is it so hard to believe that Phillips didn't tell anybody he was going on vacation? I sure as shit wouldn't tell anybody. You know what? I'm allowed to travel just like any other Canadian citizen. Does that mean I'm going to phone up the executives at uh, uh, Chorus Entertainment and say, hey, just so you know, I'm going to St. Bart's? No fucking way. I'm just going to slide on down there, do my vacation and get back. And if I have to have a meeting in the meantime, I'm going to sit in front of a white wall that wouldn't you wouldn't know if I was in in Milton or if I was in Barbados. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to broadcast that. I'm sure shit not going to tell my boss. And my boss is one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. It just puts them in an awkward position. So I do believe Doug. Now, Doug's admitted he found out shortly after the finance minister left. But what do you do then? What do you mean you're in St. Bart's? Why are you in St. Bart's? Should he have told him, get your ass back here right now? What difference does it make? The guy was on vacation. Yeah. What difference does it make once he's already there? I'm sure if Ford knew in advance, he would have told him, don't go. But I don't believe this narrative that some people are trying to spin that the premier knew he was going and told him, if you get caught, then then I'm going to pretend I didn't know. I don't believe that at all. I think the finance minister went. He did what he was going to do. He did what thousands of other Canadians did. He certainly isn't the only one traveling. And there's a lot of public servants that were on vacation and we're not going to hear about them. We're not going to hear about every single public servant that is during the day supposed to encourage people to stay home, but went on vacation themselves. We're not going to hear about those everyday individual ones. We'll only hear about the politicians and leaders. mm -hmm. That's it. It's good ammo for those who do believe it's a pandemic, though, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, like I said at the beginning, it was real stupid of Phillips to do that. Wrong time. Pick your moment. You know what? If you want... Tell us in advance you're going and lay out the reasons you're going. And maybe then you should be either uh, celebrated for being honest, although I don't think it would have happened that way. Or maybe you get fired before you even go. But either way, you got fired and it was dumb. Oh, sorry. He resigned. I also don't think he was given a choice about whether or not he could keep his job. No. It was one of those you either resign or you're done. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. Either way, as far as Phillips is concerned, stupid. He had a really good political career ahead of him. I believe that. And now he's going to have to uh, work pretty hard to try and salvage it. If he even wants it. The guy's a pretty wealthy individual. You know how much a two-week vacation in St. Bart's is over Christmas and New Year's? Shit. He's got some money. He's doing fine. Uh, Let's see here. Do you want to talk about the Capitol now? (laughs) Jeez. you want to talk about Don Trump? Oh my god. Yeah, let's let's dive right into that. So, okay. uh, you give me the can you just first give me the play-by-play of what happened at what point? Sure. So, 
let's go back to September and October. This is how we ended up in this state. Actually, you know what? It goes back years. It goes back years. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, the media, I hate that I'm even saying that. (laughs) I know. know. But I hate that I'm even painting all of the media with the same brush. But let's be honest here because we all see it. The media is extremely fragmented and it's divided amongst those who do like the president and those who don't like the president. And when you get networks like CNN, for example, that have aggressively tried to persecute Donald Trump, love Trump or hate Trump. This is not about Trump. Let's just talk about the news for a second here. CNN does a lot of opinion pieces and those opinion pieces are very skewed against the president. Right or wrong, that's how they want to run their network, fine. But that's angered a lot of people. There's a lot of people who watch the news and and they can watch Fox News and hear one side of the story and watch CNN and hear the other side of the story. And they're really wondering what the truth is. But they've got their own personal beliefs and values that make them go one way or the other, i.e., you know what, I feel like Trump's getting screwed here. And there's other people who feel like, you know what, he's a son of a bitch, I hate that fucker. Okay, fine. You're welcome to feel how you want to feel. But the media has really, really done a number on this term as president because they have divided people so much. We've got people. If you're a CNN reporter right now, the last thing you want to do is have one of those things on your microphone that says you're from CNN because you're basically asking to get verbally assaulted in the street. Same thing applies to Fox News. Hmm. You're basically asking for it. And the people who do have their allegiances one way or the other, right or left, then take those things and they fight on social media about it. So that drags in social media. Before the election, the Republicans threw up a serious objection to being able to uh, have this mail-in voting with very few checks and balances about making sure that those votes are legitimate. They said there's going to be fraud in this election. Sure enough, we had an election where it was extremely close. Forget the 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 college. Let's just talk about the actual votes. It was very close and a record high turnout. The Republicans feel like they got screwed. The Democrats are trying to convince everyone they're crazy. And if you're a Republican that feels like you got fucked and you watch CNN, who's doing nothing but saying you're crazy and you're a terrorist, that's further fueling this disaster. So here we are. Trump holds a rally because he's been trying everything he can to to get the results of the election overturned. People were supposed to march down to the Capitol building. And I don't know if he honestly knew that those people intended to go into the Capitol building. I would like to think he thought they were going to go and and march and, and shout and scream and blah, blah, blah outside the Capitol. I don't know if he knew they were going to go in. If he did know and he didn't stop it, if he let it happen, that's disgraceful. And he should probably be prosecuted. He probably should for inciting that riot. But I don't know that he did know that was going to happen. The people who went, I think that there was a couple of shit disturbers there who were hell bent on whatever mission it was they thought they were on. They did something horrible and broke into the Capitol building. They tried to take Nancy Pelosi and arrest her. They not that they ever got to her, by the way. She was in a secure location, but they went to her office, feet up on her desk. It was disgraceful. And I don't even like Nancy Pelosi. I think she's an idiot. If you watched her interview on on CBS 60 Minutes last night, it was a horrible look for the Speaker of the House. She's not doing good. But anyway, 
They went in there with this goal to try and arrest Nancy Pelosi and stop the certification and all that sort of shit. That's where it went way, way, way too far. Now, I do believe that there was a lot of people who followed the crowd, who went to be part of a protest. The fact that others were going into the Capitol is what made them go into the Capitol. I don't think that they went there with the sole intention of doing that. But there are some who did, and they should be prosecuted because that was disgraceful. It was criminal, in my estimation, and they should have yeah. never done it. I've been to the U.S. Sorry, I just hit my microphone. I'm getting fired up now. <laughs> You're getting passionate. Fucking mad. No, I've been to the U.S. Capitol, and I don't understand how that happened. Because when I went to the Capitol, it's very, very specific where you can and cannot go. I had to buy my ticket two days in advance and probably underwent some sort of a background check before they issued me that ticket to go into the Capitol. I've sat in the Senate chamber. I've sat where the House of Representatives convenes. The security in there is pretty tight. I don't necessarily buy this narrative that that the House was overrun. It really kind of seems to me like in certain places they were allowed in. And I don't understand why that happened, because the security on the Capitol is supposed to be some of the tightest security in the world. How did a bunch of people with flagpoles and and zip ties break into the fucking U.S. Capitol? Yep. It's disgraceful. It disgraceful. disgraceful. No, you're you're you are not wrong. It is disgraceful. That's that's the questions I have is like, I don't understand how that could happen. Like, I feel like it's harder to get into like certain stores that lock up overnight than it was apparently to get in there. It's very confusing, especially at a time right now that they're going through. You would think Nearest I can on- tell, these people weren't armed, were they? I mean, I know I heard stories uh, that some people may have um, had guns, but the vast majority did not, if any of them I did. I don't know. I saw a lot of videos, but uh, most of the videos, no, they, some of them had like a, I don't know, things that they maybe found on the floor or in offices, but no, not, I did not see that, no. Well, here's the biggest tragedy out of all of this. There are 80 million people, is it, that voted for Donald Trump? Many of those people don't accept the election results, or they don't fully accept the election results. They feel like they got screwed over. And I think there was a general hope that Trump would either uh, see that justice got done, and and if there was an injustice, it was exposed, or that Joe Biden will be sworn in, and then there's going to be some congressional investigations into these allegations. Either way, Democracy was done a massive disservice when those idiots broke into the Capitol building and marched around like a bunch of assholes. That was unacceptable, and that basically stalled any hope of transparency. Because I'm not here to say, and I'm not going to say, whether or not I think that election was fixed or not. Because my thoughts on that have evolved over the last little while. But one thing I will say is there's about 80 million people that lost that election in that their guy didn't win and they deserve to see the proof. And if Donald Trump has got proof that this election was fixed, we should see the proof. It should come out in some sort of an investigation. Or, you know what, if the whole thing is a fantasy and no, there was no voter fraud, no, there was no collusion and every single ballot that was cast was legit, then they should have that peace of mind in a fair and transparent way. Now that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen because of what happened on the Capitol, because now to even question it, they're saying you're unpatriotic. Okay, I get it. But just because a couple hundred people broke into the Capitol does not mean the rest of the 80 million is unpatriotic for wondering 
Could it have been fixed? Were there some irregularities there? Is it strange? I mean, there's some valid. Sorry, I won't even say they're valid questions, but there are questions out there that deserve to have an answer. People need to know that what happened was legit one way or the other. And now I feel like that's not going to happen. And that's not going to do anything to calm down the divide. Joe Biden is in for a, a rough four years. He's got the House, the Senate, and the White House. And even at that, there are so many millions of people that are so opposed to him being president that don't believe he's a legitimate president. And that's what's going to hold Joe back. And it's really unfortunate. This shit that happened at the Capitol, it probably won't go down like that again. But there's going to be problems for years to come because there's so many people who feel like they're not being told the whole story and feel like they got fucked. And that's a horrible feeling to think you got screwed over. I get it. Now, you might be crazy for thinking you got screwed over or maybe you're right. But now we'll probably never know. And it's very, very discouraging that there's that many people out there who have got that on their mind. It really does suck. And as far as Facebook and Twitter and uh, who else banned Donald Trump from social media? Any, All of them. Like All there's a laundry list. Yeah, LinkedIn, like you name it, it he's off of it. There's a, I, I saw a meme, I guess you would call it a meme, of all of the platforms. He can't be on any of them, basically. I'm, not, I'm trying to figure out if there's any that he's even can be on, like TikTok, the whole, everything. Everybody's not having him on. You know. Which is why he's going to create his own, Scott. You know, it's funny. He, oh, he's going to create his own. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, that's even worse. If he creates his own. And he sets the rules. You want he, he, There are no rules for him. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. It's not like when he sends out a tweet about the election being rigged and Twitter puts up a flag that says this information is disputed. So people have a little bit of context. Okay, he says it's uh, it was fixed. Twitter says eh, that's not necessarily right. Click here to read reliable information. That was probably a good compromise. Yanking him off the platform and sending him off to start his own. I don't know that that's necessarily a good idea either. I really don't. This whole uh, censor him so he doesn't have a platform. I mean, they're about to start impeachment hearings against the guy. He's been pretty forthright since well before he was president that he likes to communicate with his followers via Twitter. Okay, well, when you take that away from him, careful because the alternative might not be any better. It really might not. I was watching 60 Minutes last night and they suggested that uh, part of the reason that Trump was taken off of these platforms is because now that the Democrats are in power, they kind of want to cozy up to the Democrats a little bit because the U.S. government is facing some serious questions about social media. The big question is, should Facebook, should Twitter, should Instagram, should TikTok be responsible for what their users post on the platform? People have been inciting violence on Twitter for ages. He certainly wasn't the first one to do it. I mean, there's a lot of people that put threats out on Twitter every single day. With Trump, for example, you can debate whether or not he was actually inciting violence. I'm going to go towards, yeah, I think he, there's no way he didn't know that some people were planning to attack the Capitol. He gets an intelligence briefing every single day. He should have known that this was being discussed in some of the various platforms that were out there. But to take away his Twitter account because he was inciting violence, I think you're setting a dangerous precedent. And, and you know what? I mean, I do think that some of these social media companies accept some responsibility here. Trump's just the guy at the top. 
There's a lot of people underneath him or that have no connection to him that were part of the planning for what happened there. You almost kind of, if Donald Trump really has turned over a new leaf, which I don't believe he has, but if he has, he can play a major role in the healing of America. And it needs to heal because right now the division is like it's never been before. Trump could be part of the solution. Take away his platform and you're just enraging those people who think he's got a point. It seems like censorship to them. It seems like you're taking away their voice. Uh, He's going to go through these impeachment hearings and he can't dispute publicly any of the facts, not in real time, that are going to come out in the Senate trial. He can't do that. Does because they took away official, his platform. Does he not have an official website, non-president related? It, 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 he might have possibly used to, but can he just launch himself a website? If every platform says fuck you, like is every website hosting platform, like every GoDaddy going to say fuck you too? Like can't he build a website? I'm sure he could. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That'll probably be one of the most visited websites on the internet. He could start an app. He really could start his own social media network. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of options. Yeah, and nobody fucking does that anymore. There's nobody who just releases stuff via a website and a website only. That's very old school. So he, I don't know, he'd probably bring it back for a moment in time. That'll be weird to want to go to a WWW as opposed to a social account. I just think that it was really reactionary and really narrow-minded to try and silence the guy because he doesn't seem like the type that's going to be silenced at all he seems like he's got some more that he wants to do whether it's running in 2024 or he wants to start a new business whatever it is taking away the platform in my estimation was a mistake let him have it but go ahead and put those asterisks on it go ahead and put those warnings on it that what he's saying is heavily disputed for this reason, this reason, and this reason. That was all they had to do. Taking him off of it, I forget Trump. I think it's his followers, particularly some of the, the more extreme ones that are taking that really personally, and it's not going to do anything to solve the problem. Mm. It's frustrating to me, Kat. I mean, it just seems like all common sense has gone out the window here. You know, if you really want to... Uh, uh, fix this problem and if these people are that uh they follow donald trump that much if if they're real willing to attack the u.s capitol for this guy then you've got to bring him in and make him part of the solution donald trump is facing some pretty serious charges when he gets out of office federal and state charges in new york if the rumors are true maybe he wants to cut a deal maybe he can help defuse this situation but i'll tell you i go to every U.S. presidential inauguration, and I will not be in Washington, D.C. next week. I'm not going to see Joe Biden sworn in. I think that whole situation is going to be a gong show, and I don't want any part of it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. It's uh, scary shit what could happen down there, and we don't want anything to happen down there. I hope nothing happens down there. I hope people have realized what happened to those people that did the Capitol. Those people are now considered terrorists they're on no fly lists the video circulating this morning some guy went to the airport went to get on his flight and they said sorry you're on the no fly list because of that shit in washington and the guy was freaking out oh they're taking away my rights no you pissed away your rights by attacking the u.s capitol you can't do that shit it went way too far way 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 too far and they killed their own momentum if they had any to begin with they really did it was a stupid stupid move everybody's got to calm down and take a deep breath 
They really do. And you know what? Uh, Making fun of other people is not going to solve the problem. You may be all happy as a pig in shit that Donald Trump lost his platform on Twitter. That's not really going to solve the problem, though. When you take that victory lap with, ha ha, fuck him and fuck his wife. Okay, attacking Melania is not going to solve anything either. Melania didn't do anything. Nearest I can tell. She's a, I don't even think she wanted to be first lady, let alone get dragged into this shit. Mm Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why you need to rub it in their face. And I said the same thing after the election. There was accusations that the election was rigged and and still, nonetheless, all the states certified the ballots. There were people, Democrats in particular, who were having parades. Ha ha, fuck him, he's gone, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but you're fueling the fire a little bit there, too. You know what? If I make a bet with somebody, it's a real heated bet about who's going to win between Buffalo and Baltimore this weekend and Buffalo wins, it's probably not a good idea to rub it in that Baltimore fan's face because it's just going to piss them off even more if they are a real, diehard, lifelong, bleed purple Ravens fan. It's just not a good look. So I think everybody needs to calm the fuck down, to be perfectly honest with you. Just calm down. Take a breath. Keep in mind what's important. And we've got other things on the go. I mean, they're going to announce a fucking curfew in Ontario tomorrow. Oh like, are we diving into this now too? No, we're not. Actually, we're going to do it tomorrow. Uh, well, Great. you know what? There's we lots of people. That's true. We don't have official information on that anyway. But, and, but so many people have questions about it. So we work. We are going to answer those questions because I'm pretty sure that we have the answers before the announcement is even officially here. For those who are wondering what that means exactly, what you can do and can't do, because uh, there's some people that are a little worried about. It. I got to pick up my kid. What do I do? Like, don't worry. Like all the things you assume you will be able to do, you can as long as you're being. You're doing it appropriately. So don't worry about all those little things. But I, I do have a, maybe an unpopular opinion on that, too. No. Okay. Tomorrow, we'll be talking curfews. We'll be talking about rights. We'll be talking about communicable viruses that are floating around in the air and all sorts of other shit. Oh, uh, by the way, before we go here and before we get to the replay of Missed Connections, just so you know, they have announced the uh, COVID numbers for today in Ontario. 3,338 new cases on only 46,400 tests. Yeah, Yeah, she's not good. She's not good at all right now, everybody. But we'll dive into that tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Season 4. We will have another brand new After 9 coming your way tomorrow. It's Monday. Here you go. Missed Connections. Oh, that's good. That sounds I mean, it sounds fine. It's just somebody could have dusted it. I mean, geez, guys, you knew we were going to be off for two weeks. Holy cow. All right. <laughs> Enough about our internal cleaning issues here at 91.5. It's time for the first missed connections of 2021. Let's attempt once again to reunite the people who have had an encounter in the past but can't find each other now. So one of them told the story online. This first one is called Crossing King Street, Man for Woman. You cheekily smiled at me and even seemed fond of my beige station wagon (laughs) as you walked by directly in front of me. You were talking on your phone with someone lucky to know you. You walked into a convenience store and I waited a while just to see what you were perusing for on a cold January evening. You came out with a Red Bull and lit up a cigarette. Your lovely demeanor and pretty face has been on my mind ever since. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Bull and a smoke is the breakfast of champions for many. (laughs) You waiting to have a heart attack. Me sitting in my station wagon. (laughs) 
Is Station Wagon in 2020 the equivalent of Dad Bod? I mean, it's just so old school and just doesn't look nice at all that it almost does kind of look nice. I don't see very many of them. They're, they're, it's a very rare sighting to see a station wagon like this still the working. Thing. They don't make new ones, right? Like I know they've got like the other things that kind of sort of are reminiscent of a station wagon. What is it like the Flex or something? No, is it the Flex that looks kind of like it? The Whatever. Ford Taurus looked a little bit like one for a while there, but they may have redesigned it. I don't know. But they're so rare. We used to have one growing up and we would always fight about who would get the very back because at the very back you faced backwards right of my station wagon and uh yeah i mean those are the days but you don't see that very often i would give a double look to someone driving a station wagon and if that's you yeah it's not for bad reason it's because i have many fond memories of a station wagon that's all (laughs) it's all there is to it you got the wood paneling going that's amazing extra points uh this one bring that back but make it a hybrid sure Boy, you want to pick up the girls? <laughs> Drive around a hybrid station wagon. Station wagon? <laughs> Got some fuzzy dice here. You want to check these out? This one is called the cemetery meeting. Man for woman. I sat down on a bench at the cemetery, and that's when I noticed you. Single, or at least by yourself, standing next to a gravesite. You brought with you a single white rose. I remember meeting eyes with you, a masked beauty, wearing a green waxed jacket and lovely wavy brown auburn hair. I finally got up from the bench and you asked me if I lost someone this year. I froze up. I didn't think you'd talk to me. Truth was, I was just passing through and needed a spot to pee. (laughs) I had peed only several minutes before you showed up near that bench I was sitting at and hopefully you didn't see my mark in the snow. Just want to let you know, I think you're beautiful, and I am sorry for your loss. <laughs> so you just about to piss at, so I figured these uh, graves right here would be a good idea. Listen, I realize, guys, that you can go just about anywhere, but there's certain places where just because you can doesn't mean you should. You don't go outdoors at a cemetery, I don't even especially when there's a possibility that somebody could be coming to pay their respects to someone. I feel oddly disrespectful if I walk through a cemetery, like even with my dog. Like I, I won't do it just because there's other options and I'm not visiting someone, right? If, if you're visiting a plot, it's different. But if I'm then not there for that reason at all, I don't go. Let alone let my, well, I mean, let my dog pee, you pee. It's all not, all, all, no pee, no pee. There should be a sign. If there isn't, there should be one. Isn't, uh, isn't that crazy? You've just gone and written, written your name in the snow, nice and fresh. <laughs> Did you write a RIP on it? <laughs> and then somebody starts going towards that area. Oh, no. Just start kicking your feet and oh, no. <laughs> hiding it, hiding the evidence. Like, oh, crap, she's going to see my pee You've mark. got two choices. You've either got to cover that up quick or you got to run. Steam is still coming off of it. <laughs> oh, God. Quickly. Oh, lady, don't see it. <laughs> Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.